All right, Kofi's back, of course. Now the next big question for Scott Ritchie in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball, is this. Are we going to see him taking 20-foot jumpers every possession down the court? Every possession, no. And I'm sure Brad Underwood would have the same answer. But I think you can expect maybe an, an expansion in Kofi's game this coming season. All right, Richie will go into Kofi. He'll talk recruiting. He'll talk scheduling. He'll talk Lou Henson possible statue this week's podcast. Come back after these messages. Lauren Tate, Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Colin Likas, and Bob Osmussen drive the definitive Alina Sports portal, AlinaHQ.com. Your place for nonstop Alina coverage as it happens. All day, all night, all weekend. Your access to unparalleled Alina coverage is so easy at just over a dime a day. All of this for only $3.99 per month. Go to news-gazette.com now, click on the word subscribe, and get the instant Alina information anytime. Go Alina! Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, Scott Ritchie, what are you doing here in Champaign, Illinois? You're supposed to be in Peoria. What the heck is going on? I'll tell you, I packed enough to be in Peoria through Wednesday. Sort of maybe counting on House of Pain to put together another really good run in the basketball tournament. But, uh, well, here I am, back in Champaign, and uh, after a, a disappointing Saturday for the, the Illinois alumni team in, in the TBT. No one's happy to see you here. Actually, and that has nothing to do with basketball. Well, I, I just I'm feeling the love. <laughs> I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at the News Gazette. This is Inside Illini Basketball, our weekly sit down with Mr. Ritchie, soothsayer, knower of all things, NBA draft expert this week. He's got Iowa in the top 10, he tells me. Does he? I mean, I, I don't. Okay. Uh, and that, that does make me unique. Um, I still think he's a first round draft pick, but I mean the the general consensus is somewhere maybe starting with the Lakers at I think they at number twenty two and then like if he's still available when the the Nuggets pick at twenty six, mm. I think there's some I some thought that maybe he goes there. Would be very surprised if he falls out of the top thirty though. Can't wait for that. Thursday's been a long time. Myers Leonard was the last Illini picked. Correct? Correct. So Fill me in. Almost almost a decade, not quite. Um, and you know, even if you just start from the 2000, like the year 2000, there haven't been a, a ton of Illini uh-huh. drafted. Uh, certainly not nearly as many as you look back in, say, the 80s when 
you know, maybe the 80s truly did belong to the Illini. All right, that's Thursday night. Can't wait for the NBA draft. Uh, still finalizing if there's going to be a watch party. If there is, old Scott Reggie's going to head north, put on his nice suit, his uh, shiny shoes, right, your fedora. I mean, I have all of those things except a fedora. Okay. I don't know that that's the hat for me. Might look good, Scott Ritchie. Uh, the good thing about the basketball tournament was uh, the fans, right? It was a pretty cool turnout. I watched on TV, so I, I'm guessing on this and kind of gauging off your reporting. Fans that included a lot of the current Illini. That was cool. Yeah, most of the team was there. I think the only ones that weren't off the top of my head, uh, Austin Hutcherson and then Andre Curbelo and Omar Payne weren't, but they had uh, – an engagement in Chicago uh, on Sunday where Andre Carbello threw out the first pitch for the Cubs game. Uh, and I didn't see it, although it looked like it was just a traditional first pitch that you see all the time. I was sort of hoping it would have been the first ever you know, no-look behind the back first pitch. And, and I think he just probably made the smart choice and you know, just, just want to get to the catcher, I think, is really, really the only goal. Any other reviews? How did uh, the football coach do on the singing part of it? He, you know, Brett Bielma attacked taking me out to the ball game with gusto. Okay. And um, I don't know if I had any expectations for how he might do, but I, I thought he I thought he handled it pretty Excellent. well. And now, I mean, I just I got to go to a real ballpark and do it in St. Louis. Wow. Really? <laughs> just going to add that in there for all of our Cubs fans listeners. So no, I'm thinking about you. S. Ritchie at news-gazette.com if you want to reach Scott. Uh, submit a basketball question, tell him he's off his rocker, straighten out his baseball allegiance, anything you want to do. He's he's fair game. He writes every morning, com. Scotty, I was in Turkey Run last night, so I've been off the radar. I think there's no service in Turkey Run State Park. Makes sense. Barely. So I couldn't even dive into your daily briefing. What did you write about this morning? Well, it was about... Sort of what might be next for Georgie Bishanishvili because he had another workout with an NBA organization on Sunday. Uh, got one in with the, the Charlotte Hornets, and it was worked out for the Lakers, the Bulls, the Hawks, um, the Spurs. He's over a half dozen at this point. Um, and there's, you know, kind of some thoughts like, well, what, what does that mean? And I don't think it means he is drafted. Uh, on Thursday, I'd be stunned. I mean, it'd be great for him. Obviously, I'd, that'd be super awesome for him if he got drafted. I just don't think that's okay. in the cards. He's not really mentioned on any big boards that go out past 60 into 100. But getting a chance to show what you've got in front of multiple NBA organizations, maybe that opens up a, an opportunity in Summer League. I think that would be I mean, huge for Georgie. Uh, maybe it that parlays into training camp, or you're just your name's out there, and you go play in Europe for a couple of years, and they they know who Georgie Pichonich really is, and they see what you can do at the professional level, and maybe it's a it's an open door down the road. Um, but he'll go play professional basketball somewhere, get paid, and uh, become you know, another darling of a of a different fan base. Yeah, got a lot of Illinois fans rooting for Georgie to do well. Uh, his stay here was a, a fun one. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, 
I'm sure you know, Illinois fans probably would have loved to see him stay, you know, for another year. But sometimes getting the opportunity to get paid to play the game you love, you just can't turn that down. And All right, the basketball tournament did not turn out well. Uh, team was shorthanded. Um, not many players. Kind of ran out of energy. A little bit, and um, as you know, Michael Tulip and Ravante Rice both said, yeah, the Jacks, the team out of Jackson, Tennessee, just outplayed them, mm-hmm. out, out hustled them at times. You know, Ravante was the one of the few bright spots for House of Pain. He played really well. Had this you know, third quarter takeover that got them back in the game after the you know, halftime deficit. Got the crowd sort of into it beyond um, yelling their displeasure at the officials. Because the the game was officiated differently, I think, um, than maybe expected. Uh, Nana Egwu sort of did Nana things. I mean, he's he's a good defender. He rebounded, knocked down a three, which was not a typical Nana at Illinois thing, but has become part of his professional basketball career. Um, But Brandon Paul had a very tough afternoon uh, from the shooting aspect. It was 2 of 12 from three-point range. Um, it just it was not the follow up to last year's you know breakout debut that uh, anyone associated with House of Pain wanted. But you know they they put it behind them. They'll see what happens next year. All right, as the talent level increases here in Champaign, as it has under Brad Underwood, maybe the the pickings will uh, be a little uh, more uh, in future to, uh, for the House of Pain. Yeah, and, and Michael Tulip was he kind of joked about it that. Uh, yeah, he didn't mention anybody by name, but he's like everybody in the room knows who we're going to be talking to next year. And uh, just to pull the cover off of that, I mean, Trent Frazier, Demonte Williams, uh, Alfonso Plummer is going to be you know an Illini. Uh, Jacob Grandison, sort of depending on how he approaches having a bonus year of eligibility, he might be available. So there's some some younger guys that they can maybe tap to be the the next iteration of House of Pain. All right, uh, I'm not paying any more attention to that tournament. Is that all right? Yeah, I don't think okay. I will either, Done. to be Done. honest. Um, thank you, Scott Ritchie, for writing a full page of college basketball in my Sunday news because that, that picked my spirits up. All right. Well, you're welcome. And you even, you know, you're, you put a spotlight on one other team other than Illinois each week, and you finally picked a Big Ten team, Michigan. Right, no more Penn States or Maryland's or Northwesterns or Nebraska. Wait. Finally, a team I recognize. Well, Purdue was last like a week ago. Yeah, but yeah, Michigan. Michigan's a real Big Ten team. They're a Big Ten title contender. Your uh, top ten list was a good one, kind of. That's, I, I texted you early on right. Sunday morning about that. You, uh, in honor of Kofi's return, you you listed your top ten big men. In the Big Ten, and okay. you got the first five right, and then you should have just cut it off. Then, all right, you had Kofi, the top big man in the Big Ten, number one. Yeah, I think I don't know that anyone's going to be able to argue against that necessarily. Trace Jackson Davis, number two. I'm okay with that. Hunter Dickerson, Dickinson, number three. Okay, I would have put EJ Liddell ahead of him. Just I think saying. There's, there's, a, there's a, there is an argument to be made there. I mean, okay. I think one was for certain, like a lock. Two, three, four, even five. I think you could probably yep. fiddle with. Trevion Williams at five. 
And then it gets dicey. Five stiffs, <laughs> basically. Okay, Kadus Wahab, not a stiff. New to the Big Ten. I right. think he'll be. he's going to play a key role for okay. Maryland. Uh, Zach Eady. Very Purdue, tall. Very tall. 7'4". Typical, I mean, kind of typical Purdue. He was great in the U19 World Cup for Canada. I think Purdue fans will be pleased. with 15 and 14, and that's not a bad tournament. That's a legit tournament because it's – you think you know, Team USA – Canada, and then there's a few other college basketball players sprinkled in other international programs. But yeah, that's that's a legit, legit tournament, and he was good. And Canada finished third. Zed Key, he's no good. John Harar, whatever. And then the the one you took the zinger major events. Joey Hauser, that's your tenth best best big man in the Big Ten. Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm not. And here's the thing, because you know, the College Basketball Extra, our full page of College Basketball coverage every Sunday, it's going to continue through most of the rest of August just to get us to, I mean, get us to the start of Illinois football and then kind of see where it goes from there. Um, so kind of in the next couple of weeks, you can expect to see top 10 wings in the Big Ten, top 10 sort of lead guards. More point guard slash combo guard than bigger bigger guards on the wings. And as I've looked into kind of what those lists might be, um, it's you're gonna have some interesting picks, right. I think. Because this, I think the top of those lists, kind of like the big men, very solid. As you get further down, it's like, well, it's sort of. But that's sort of the way the Big Ten is. It's more the sum of. The parts that make kind of each team pretty competitive on the national stage, the elite talent, maybe, you know, big names. There are fewer of them, and you think like Marcus Carr left Minnesota. He's at Texas now. I mean, that that would have been a big name to have, um, and several that obviously went to the draft. All right, a year ago, Lou Henson passed away. You wrote about that in Sunday's paper. That's uh, the most interesting point. There was. I think it was Deion Thomas uh, calling for a statue. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I think that's... Right? Got a court named after him. Had the street also named after him. Right. That ran alongside what was the center. That ran out of time, right? Uh, Ran its course. I think, I mean, Lou Henson's a... kind of a big part of Champaign-Urbana community as a whole, not just you know, Illinois athletics, Illinois basketball. So, It'd be the third statue to uh, on the football side of things, right? Red Grange, Dick Buckus, Lou Henson. Where would you put it? Maybe right off uh, on the west side as people come in? I mean, I think that would make probably the most sense given, you know, just that's sort of where the fans funnel mm-hmm. into, the, into the arena, so... But what happens if Illinois wins a national championship this year? As you've mentioned, a possibility of okay. that happening. Those words, maybe <laughs> I've said at different times, maybe not all in the same sentence. But so you're saying, like, does Brad Underwood get a well, statue? Does, or does Kofi for coming back? I mean, if I that were to happen, Magic Johnson has his statue at East Lansing. Tom Izzo doesn't. Judd Heathcote doesn't. There is, like, because Michigan State at the Breslin Center has kind of redone, kind of like, 
They have a Michigan State basketball mini museum, I guess. There's a a figure. It's not, it's not like a bronze statue of Tom Izzo that I'm not entirely sure it looks like Tom Izzo. Okay. Unless it's Jed Heathcote, then I'm not sure it looks like him either. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a, a moment in – it would be a moment in time for – Underwood for for Kofi like Lou, oh. was here for decades. Right, and again, I'd love to it, see him. His his legacy still lasts. Yeah, I think it would have to have some color to it though. You know, because the orange coat kind of made Lou Henson. Yeah, and that's his statement. That's his fashion statement. I don't know what they can, these artists can do to make it look good, but that'd have to be part of it. I, All right, I think so. Make it happen. His, his players wanted it to happen, right? Dion was outspoken about that. I think it's deserved, is what he said. All right. Um, and you went data diving about three-point shooting. I mean, pretty straightforward. Explain yourself. Pretty straightforward yeah. on the, the I, data there. Nothing too advanced. Right, which I appreciated. It. But, yeah, just there's been lots of discussion about how this coming season could be a good one for Illinois on the three-point shooting front. And they weren't bad three-point shooters last year. They just didn't take very many. And, you know, something Kofi Coburn mentioned, got a chance to talk with him last week as well, just that um, they were more of a two-point shooting team. And a lot of that was him. But a lot of that was Iodesumu because he was at his best getting downhill, attacking the basket, finishing at the rim, under Cabello, kind of in the same mold. Um, But you... You get Trent Frazier back. You get DeMonte Williams, who's shot like 55% over the last year and a half from three-point range. Um, all three freshmen can shoot it. Um, I had a, a reader email, and it was like, hey, what about Austin Hutcherson? I, I didn't get mentioned in this past Sunday's news. But, yeah, another three-point shooter. Uh, Jacob Grandison, on few attempts, was pretty efficient last year. Coleman Hawkins was not as efficient, but he's seen as a guy that can stretch the floor at 6'10 and be a shooter. Alfonso Plummer, newly entrenched, definitely a three-point shooter. So, yeah, I think they've got a lot of options there. And some of that, though, is going to be on Kofi that when he gets double and triple teamed to pass the ball back out to said shooters and let them kind of rain down from three. All right, speaking of Kofi, as as you've mentioned many, many times, his return was... Uh, not a lock. Do you think the coaching staff, in trying to woo him, made him any promises that uh, might help him get ready for the next level? You think he said, "I, you got to give me some fifteen. You got to give me the green light at fifteen. You got to let me go one on one. You got to, you got to something." You think that was part of the negotiations? Probably. And you know, Brad Underwood mentioned that. You know where Kofi is in his development as a player, because again, he didn't start playing basketball until he got to the U.S. about now about six or so years ago. Um, it's only that way Underwood phrased it: Kofi's knee deep in his development. And last summer, they didn't really get a chance to, you know, attack his game and maybe add to it because they just weren't able to get in the gym with the players and go through you know a typical summer of workouts. Um, you know, Kofi kind of mentioned you know getting the ball at the, the high post and. Maybe making the right reads there again. A lot of time that's going to be passing, so that'd be a good thing to work on. But 
yeah, I think I mean the natural development and progress progression of his game is to add that mid range jump shot, and he's gonna have to show that you know to be more of a viable NBA prospect, and we'll see what it means when game time comes because even with an improved mid-range game or any showing any of it this year, Kofi will still be at his best around the rim, just dominating dudes. So you don't want to lean too far away from what you do best to try and add some new wrinkles to what you think, you know, maybe NBA organizations want to see. You've got to find a balance there because you can do both. And I think that'll be the, I think that'll be the trick for Kofi is just to figure out how he can best be util, uh, utilize himself kind of in both arenas. Great to see him back on campus. Last week, again, he met the media horde surrounded by 15 year or so. There were a good number of us. All right. It was the first time that I had spoken to an Illinois basketball player in person since, like, what, March mm. 10th or March 11th, 2020, and... Uh, Fun fact, it was Kofi was the last one. Is that right? Yeah. Not that long ago, Illinois had maybe the largest media contingent uh, covering its basketball program of any Big Ten team. Not sure if that remains the truth. Some of the, it's now it's fringish media. Yeah, and I mean, all of them have sort of shrunk a little bit. Um, yeah. But I just know, I mean, this past season was obviously different you mm-hmm. know, but in terms of People that got out on the road for to cover Illinois basketball away from State Farm Center. There are more of us than say you know the the Michigan Riders that came to well Michigan didn't play and that was a ba- that was a bad example. So let's say the Indiana Riders that that came to State Farm Center. A lot of fan sites nowadays, more more or less uh, covering covering sports. Well, I was just kind of was talking about this with somebody else. Was like. In terms of newspapers, there's us, and then um, the Herald Review of Decatur. Decatur, they got a writer. They do. Okay, newly hired. Um, Decatur, good. There you go. That's, that's it. Cause good. They have uh, someone paying attention to Illinois basketball. Bad that there was a day not long ago when I was beat writer. Peoria, Springfield, Danville, Trib, Sun Times, Post, all had the uh, uh, Illini as part of their beat. Yeah, uh, not so much anymore. But we, I, yeah, be there all the time. That's good to know, Scott Ridgey. So this week, moving forward, Kofi's back in town working out with the with the guys again. Yeah, so it's okay. back in sort of the just the regular summer schedule, and it's a mix of full like team group workouts, some individual or small group stuff, and then I mean the the key factor for a lot of these guys is time in the weight room, time conditioning uh, with with Adam Fletcher. Last weekend of AAU ball was this weekend. Okay, and. Uh, Kind of a, a big weekend for some Illinois targets, a really big weekend for some Illinois targets, and for well, one of the News Gazette's area's best players, because Illinois Wolves won the Under Armour Association Championship, so 
that's a national title for Tuscola's Jalen Quinn, and then Illinois targets like you know Braden Huff and, and Jaden Shute. So, really good spring slash summer for the Wolves and uh, Mike Mullins. I'd like to hear more from Mike Mullins. Why don't you work on him for a story for me? It's funny that you uh, mentioned that because this coming Sunday's College Basketball Extra will probably be focused on the main centerpiece story. Will be and Mike Mullins has title. has a solid relationship with Illinois. Explain. Yeah, it's not a bad relationship, but they're just they're growing it a little more. And Jeff Alexander's kind of been, you know, key to reestablishing that that good connection. And uh, yeah, because I mean. The Wolves sent guys to Champaign previously. I mean, we talked about before, you know, but the last ones have, were Tracy Abrams and Anna Agu, so that's been a while. But they got, obviously, have a guys like, mentioned, you know, Braden Huff, Jaden Shute, um, their 17-under squad, um, Asa Thomas out of Lake Forest, plays for their 16U team. Um, and there's always Jalen Quinn and Illinois express some interest early. I don't know if the, that ship has sailed entirely, but just based on the number of guards Illinois has brought in in the 2022 class, probably. But he has you know, garnered some high major offers over the last month or so. So he's got he's going to have his pick, really. It's good for him. Where are the Wolves based? Oh, um, they have a. I thought that used to be a, uh, almost a Peoria type. I mean, they're foundation. a Chicago s- suburbs type okay. squad. All right, be interested to hear more from Mike Mullins in Sunday's News Gazette. Can't wait for that. Right? That's the plan. Fingers crossed. Good. Figure it out. Make it happen. What else on the AAU circuit should I be paying attention to? Well, I mean, Peach Jam Championship was this weekend as well, and maybe there were fewer Illinois targets involved in the championship for that. That went team final out of Pennsylvania, won that. Uh, Jalen Duran, Derek Lively on that team. Really good players, top three, obviously number one and number three in the 2022 class. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other Illinois recruiting targets that played in, you know, the full two weeks of EYBL slash Peach Jam action there in North Augusta, South Carolina. And I think on the Adidas side of things, you know, Jaden Epps had another good weekend as well. Just kind of continues to show that he's – you know, pretty solid addition for Illinois in a year. Haven't uh, watched AAU in a long time, Scott Ritchie. Is it still helter-skelter, still kind of one-on-one, or is it more uh, team-oriented these days? Is it, I guess what I'm asking you is, it, do you get anything out of watching it? I think you can. And, I mean, there will be moments where it gets a little – wild and a little chaotic but there's a lot of talent on those teams and you know the ones that have spent some time together i think you can tell that maybe played a couple of years and coming up through the age groups together that, that certainly helps but uh, yeah i mean like look at the Illinois wolves like they won the under armor title and i think they maybe dropped maybe dropped one game through all of the sessions they just play pretty good team basketball. And 
that's combining some really talented players because Jaden Shute sort of showed that, yeah, he's one of not only one of the best shooters in Illinois, but maybe one of the best shooters in his class nationally. Um, and Braden Huff's a really intriguing prospect. And they've got a bunch of other guys that maybe don't get as much pub that fit their their roles on that team pretty well. So it, it's a mix. It can be a little off-center sometimes from a basketball standpoint, but there's also, I mean, you get enough talent together, and if they can figure it out, uh, it's pretty impressive. All right, Illinois has to get big, don't they, coming up? Yeah, I mean, they've got three guards committed for 2022, and I mean, I think the the focus definitely turns to adding some more size to that front court. Who you got? I mean, it could be anybody at this point, but there are, I mean, Braden Huff is... A kind of a key name there, be an in-state guy that, and a, a different type of big than than Illinois has right now, and that's always kind of a Brad Underwood staple. Is he doesn't like to pair like pieces together. I mean, he likes a little versatility and variety. Um, some other like newer names that have kind of popped on. Well, this is an old name, but AJ Casey as well from out of you know out of Whitney Young, plays for Mean Streets, had a good. EYBL season himself. I mean, he's there, and obviously Tim Anderson, new assistant coach, his connection with Mean Streets, uh, I don't know, can't hurt. But then there's Cameron Corrin out of Texas who's going to play his final year at Sunrise Christian Academy. Obviously got a, a powerhouse team in, in Kansas. That's another – I mean, that's a that's a Chester Frazier guy, and the way the Chester's kind of hit already on the recruiting trail. Yeah. Like to think you know, there's a, a good chance there. Um, kind of the newest name on the board in terms of big men is Zach Keller, six ten, power forward out of Colorado. Um, has had some injuries the last couple of years in high school, so I think he's just starting to break out now that he's healthy. But um, just another name, another name to know. Nice of Scott Ritchie to show up in the podcast booth with a Trent Frazier T-shirt that you're wearing. Would you would you buy that over the weekend? One, not wearing that. Two, didn't buy one. But like, good on Trent for turning the phrase that got him a technical in Bloomington, Indiana, into a T-shirt. That, that that's how you market. That's cash. And that he sort of turned around and said that to the Indiana bench after he drilled the three essentially in their face. Was, I think the reason he was called for technical. I think those technicals are soft. Let these guys kind of. Let these guys go at each other a little bit. It, it's good for everyone, I think. So you um, think he's pondering new phrases to use in games that can maybe be parlayed into a quick buck or two after the season? Why not? I mean, yeah. I mean, but it's got to be organic like that one. So you, you can't force it because then – and also you can't, like, run out of – t-shirt line of like six different phrases i think you just gotta gotta maybe capitalize on on one for sure two maybe but that's cash is a good one all right i'm disheartened by the olympics basketball something's gone astray there's uh, all the the remedies are being tossed about left and right do you have a college all-star team now do you do you go away from the pros what do you do you got any solutions here scott ritchie to I mean, snap I'm, us out of our I'm doldrums. I'm not sure. Well, and it's just it's one game. It's France. 
one game and a bunch of exhibitions they looked awful in. Yeah. Well, I mean, France is ranked number seven in the uh-huh. world right now. France. They've got some NBA guys We're on their talking, roster. This is not cycling. All right, this is basketball. This is our sport. Is buddy. It, is it, though, anymore? Like, yeah, it is. Basketball I'm not is, giving it up. has become a global sport. And um, just you know, the roster that the U.S. put together, like, I mean, obviously you got some really elite talent at the top. I mean, Dame Lillard, Kevin Durant, but, you know, the rest of it, eh, you know, some guys. It wasn't great. Uh, I don't think it's the end of the world, but I think I don't think a college all-star team is going to be your answer because the rest of the countries are still going to send their pros, and that might be a, a problem. But you just somehow got to talk all the best guys in the world into playing. You can't. You can't do a college team because you don't know who's coming back to college till basically August first anymore. Yeah, it's. But if you look at it, like LeBron, as much as I'm not a LeBron fan, LeBron's not playing. He's got Space Jam two to promote, obviously. So of course, you, if you would have been thinking, promote your movie playing at the Olympics, there you my go. dude. Uh, Steph Curry's not playing. Like Clay Thompson would be great at that in the international game, but he's been. I mean, his leg's gonna fall off this point he's come back from so many injuries like there's some guys that they could have used for sure that that aren't on the team and i don't know i mean i'm i like pop but the last time they had an nba coach as the team usa coach i think they it was 2004 when they didn't win gold and coach k got him some golds so maybe it's a college coach that's the answer all right scott ritchie Great having you here in the podcast booth again this week. Any last thoughts uh, moving forward this week? Well, I think it's just, I don't want to say it's cruise control until October, but coaching staff situation, say for that one last, you know, staffer job is figured out. Kofi's back, the roster, and you know, the roster is set. You know, Brad Underwood, I asked him if Kofi was the last piece, and he said, yes, without any hesitation. They're going to save their one open scholarship for a potential mid-year guy or just save it in general. Um, makes sense because how do you keep 15 guys happy? you got to keep 14 happy now. Um, so I think it's just after a wild off season, things have settled for Illinois. So we'll, right. s- we'll see what happens. In All right, pick up Sunday's print edition. Read more from Scott Ritchie. Listen to on DWS 1400 AM or check the com every morning 6 a.m. If that's not enough, come back next Monday. We'll hear from Scott again. Thanks, Scott.